your phone out, Jack? All right. Gentlemen, we are live. Oh, great. It's exciting. All right. Let's right make on. sure we're all connected. Everybody's good to go. It's like... All right. Gentlemen. All right. Gentlemen, we are live. You guys want to turn it down? Just a tad bit? <laughs> every day, every week. Was I'm here again? Yeah. Why are you guys surprised? I do it every fucking week and you're still surprised. Why are you surprised? He's not smart enough to figure it out after. comments as well, people, when you chime in. Don't give me bullshit. All right, guys. It's not going to change, so don't Is it good morning or good It's good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, gentlemen, as always. How are you guys? Wonderful. Well, we are joined here by. There's many titles, I'm assuming. Well, I, well, we know there's there are many times. Mr. Papillon, Mr. No Limits. What else have we got? Jack. OG Wings. That's enough, bro. Um, <laughs> Jack uh, is good. We're here with Jack Torosian. Yeah. What's um, OG Wings? We'll talk. We'll dip into it. <laughs> we'll dip into it. Uh, uh, entrepreneur, uh, very successful at what he's doing in and outside of uh, the Armenian community. Jack, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you for uh, having me. It's 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 funny that we had a lot of people basically. <laughs> I hate to stir the pot right away. As soon as we posted it, we had people saying, "Why him? Why him?" I'm like, "Why not?" I mean, he's he's done enough, uh, you know, it, it, as far as business wise. <laughs> enough of you have eaten Nutella ponchi. Nutella ponchi. How many of you got fat after that? So stop complaining. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, it's like you're, you got all you all all of you guys are eating that stuff and stuff in your face. So stop well, hating. Well, they said the same thing about Stepan when he was on. Remember? Yes. Yeah, same like, thing. Yeah. I mean, he's a nice soul. He hates the Armenian community, and we're like, no, he fucking doesn't hate the Armenian community. He loves everybody. <laughs> he just says a lot of you are abushimaker. Yeah, <laughs> he's got his percentages going, and I trust his. Percentage. Exactly, uh, Jack. Welcome, bud. Um, Thank you. We want to talk to you, obviously, about a lot of things. Uh, the first thing we want to actually dip into is the whole, I guess, where it all began. I mean, you were born in. Armenia or were you born here? I was born in Yerevan. Yeah. You were born, born in Yerevan. Yerevan. I was 13 when I came here. Nice. And also you, you, oh, you were a teenager you were when you came teen. here. Yeah. Wow. So adapting to the culture here, coming from Yerevan, how, I mean, how was it? Because now you're a little bit more of t- leaning towards the American side rather than the Armenian side as far as uh, identifying yourself. Well, no, I identify as an Armenian, but I'm a proud American at the same time. America is what gave me the opportunity to be in this position Armenia didn't make me who I am. America did. Beautiful. I was I was born Great there. I was raised there. I have my morals. I, I use whatever I see fit as being an Armenian and everything else that I need to be successful outside of that mm-hmm. and not limit myself with the Armenian mentality. I use that, you know, the American ways to make it to make it right. I've been educated here. So, you know. I'm not limited to just being an Armenian. Yeah. At 13 years old, moving to the States, I'm sure it was a, it was a, probably a very tough time. I mean, it's you're, you're a teenager. You're going through a bunch of stuff as far as, um, you know, mentally kind of adapting to a diff, completely different culture now. So, um, I mean, how was it when you first actually landed in the States as far as like with work, with the family and all that stuff? I, I remember it being miserable times. You know, when you have some everything in Armenia – Two homes, money, fun, you know, everything, everything financial, everything is good. You have the best of everything, and then you come to America, you sell everything just so you can pay for a visa to get here. And, you know, come here, you have nothing, and you don't know anything, you don't know anyone. 
Uh, Got to figure it out. I remember my parents started off at three seventy-five an hour, minimum wage. Wow. Working at a furniture store, and we were in school, so that was the beginning. Uh, what year was this? As far as when I you... think it was like ninety-three, ninety-four. So it was it was right after the whole Soviet collapse, yeah. and so the collapse made us last. I mean, we lose everything, and it was at a point where everybody was going to to war, and they were coming home dead. Yeah, it's a door. Mm. So you guys moved here. You moved here from the state, uh, from Armenia to the states. Uh, Thirteen years old. When did you actually start working? As far as you know, uh, having some sort of uh, work because I mean, at 13 years old, I mean, it's it's kind of like how much of high school can you go through? Did you go to any sort of college, anything like that? Well, being in high school and being being able to you know come from Armenia and having the the education from Armenia, coming in here and just having the English being the problem, everything else kind of flowed, and we were actually ahead of our of our times being and having to had the, the Armenian education. You know, we were we were easily, you know, went through the, the high school stage. And so we had too much free time where we actually started getting in trouble. You know, that was the times when the Hispanics and Armenians hated each other. We yeah. were fighting every day. Uh, so, yeah, my parents uh, kind of pushed us to work. Where did you, where did you go to high school? Um, I went to Glendale High for a semester and I ended up in Fresno after that. So I went to Fresno, uh, not Fresno, Bullard High in Fresno. Oh, so you guys, you guys moved from Glendale to Fresno. And yeah, how long and did you live in Fresno for? About eight years. I went to school there. Oh, wow. And you went to, did you go to college in Fresno at all? Fresno State too, yeah. I have a bachelor's in biology. Why biology <laughs> out of all things? Because I was supposed to be a doctor. Ah, uh, okay. And so if I was supposed to be an attorney, I'm supposed to be a doctor. That was the, that was the, the, the upbringing, of course. Yeah. So you, you were basically bachelor's in biology. And then when did you move back to Glendale? Or right what, after did you, college, right what, after college, I came back to go to medical school. I went to a Cairo school for three years, and I dropped out to be a chiropractor. Yeah. So, so, what made you drop out? Lifestyle didn't need it, baby. You were almost done. I mean, three years. What is it? Four I know, years. I just my lifestyle didn't allow. I was partying too much. I enjoyed LA life too much. I I lost myself. So, and everything happens for a reason. And then uh, I'm happy it didn't work out. You know, I, I love the knowledge. I encourage. You know, school, I encourage college, I encourage everyone to, to get their knowledge, and knowledge is power. Um, you know, just the fact that I have the, the degree in, in my office, I never used it, but I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for it. It's so. a piece of paper that's hanging up there, but it's something where you accomplished, you know you accomplished something. It builds you, it's in you. I mean, it's it's it comes in play once, you know, on a daily basis without even knowing it. Yeah, and so let me ask you this, when did the whole, when did the whole Papillion thing start? There's a lot of people, obviously, and I don't want to stir the pot again, but a lot of people say that uh, you had nothing to do with it. It was something where it was kind of built, and then they just basically kind of fed it to you. <laughs> but that's the haters. I think that's the competition trying to... Let's hear <laughs> so, so, so let's hear so the truth. I, I, got, I got nothing to hide. I got nothing to hide. I don't give a shit about anybody's opinions or what they think. I think uh, everybody makes their reasons and excuses to make themselves feel, about, feel better about themselves. You know, whatever I do, whatever I, you know, how successful I am doesn't hurt anyone. I don't screw anybody over to, to do it. I do it for the right reasons with the right people. I have over 100 employees of Armenians that, you know, they, they feed their families because of me. So yeah. anybody who wants to go talk about it, let's Best go talk thing about you can it. Because, yeah. I mean, you, when you look at yeah. it, you invented the Nutella Ponchik, correct? I created Nutella Ponchik. You'd... It was me personally that I invented the Ponchik. The bakery, the, the central bakery, 
before. Okay, we're going to clear the pot. Uh, yeah, the Central and was it Palmer? Central, Central Bakery was there. Uh, when I met my wife, uh, her dad got it as a gift. She didn't care for it. He wasn't making much money. He was just there as something that she was trying to figure out. I was in a place where I was coming out with my own business. I was coming out with my new my gym at the time. It was going to be called Jacked Nutrition and uh, Fitness. Uh-huh. Uh, she was in the middle of coming out with her own shoe line. She was going to Italy to try to create her own shoe line. We ended up hanging out and chatting as we were dating in the bakery while they were just, we had nothing to do. She was supposed to be in charge of the bakery. And all of a sudden me hanging out with her and seeing a couple of things, I noticed that it could be done differently. It could be done better. My first job was McDonald's. Second job was Taco Bell. So I learned a little bit about corporate life. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a little bit changes, we realized there was, there was a big change happening with the customer service, people's feedback, numbers start going up. I said, hey, maybe we have something here. And, you know, if we decide to be together, she wasn't okay with me having my own gym at the time, knowing my reputation at the time. <laughs> uh, I wasn't okay with her going to Italy while I was here working and shit. So we said, why don't we put our forces together and see where we could, where could go with this and then kind of go from there. So we, we, de- we, we decided to take over the bakery and started, like, making our own. We changed a, a lot of things. Um, Pretty much the bakery, you know, that they didn't exist back then. It was a hole in the wall that people I didn't even know that existed before I even met my wife. So uh, I came out with the Nutella Ponce, blew it up. We opened up the second location within one year. North Hollywood, me and my wife, we built it from scratch. Uh, third location came Hollywood the year after. Every year, pretty much, we opened a new location. And... You can call it luck. The, re- the rest of Here's the thing. I wouldn't call it luck. Yeah, I don't call it what, What's the definition of luck if you ask an entrepreneur? It's I mean, working hard and timing. That's luck. I mean, it's it's not no, just... No, the guy... Look, he just told you what the recipe was. Well, how many Armenians start their first job at McDonald's? It was a he failing did. business, though. That's what right. the secret That's hard is work. Right there. Hard work. That's exactly well, what Well, I look at it like to. this. You worked at McDonald's... Okay, McDonald's and Taco Bell, you said, right? Yeah, so you were you flipped burgers. I did everything. Clean everything. I did everything, and I'm I'm not ashamed of it. See, he basically uh, he basically did everything. Meaning that's what he's it is. seen the that's bottom the of it, and he, right now, basically where he is, the employees that work for you. I know where they've been. I know what they're thinking, and I know what their mindset is. I see how they see me. I know what they're what they're looking at, and all that because I've been them. Yeah. So it's easy for me to relate, and it's easy for me to understand, and it's easy for to make me to make them happy. So the relationship you have with your employees is probably fantastic. Though. Well. Yeah. Well, no, no. This is the thing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a clarify. You can't. It's impossible. I'm a clarify. It's impossible. No, well, in it, well, I mean, most of my employees are women, so you know, you can imagine it's not going to be easy. Yeah. But we we made a relationship. We created something where it's more of a family. So you know, the bakery is close to us. So because I mean, my wife, that's pretty much where we grew to be together and to build something that kind of changed the world in a way where we kind of revolutionized the whole ponchik and everybody yeah. now knows about the ponchik. So many other bakeries are making money because of us. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. called and said, thank you. I'm still waiting. They should. Uh, they them. will after the show. They should actually. See, that's yeah, the They should. should call him and say thank you. But he's right. How many bakeries I've bought your product that they made money off of? Hey, I'm not going to mention and the all bakery. the families you're supporting. That's another thing people that, don't think that, about. I think that's the beautiful that's part, a beautiful of everything. part yeah. of what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, when you write checks or however you pay them, 
you you know they're putting food on the table because I mean they could obviously be working somewhere else, but the environment, the work environment you create means everything. Well, this is the thing, man. Coming from the bottom, you know, you realize how people get treated. I was one of those people who got treated poorly because of management and ownership and this and that. You know, you realize, you know, you gotta be fair to people. If you want them to respect you, you gotta be fair. You know, they don't have to love you. Right. They're there to get paid. They're not there to be your friend, but you gotta give them love and respect. And if I can give you more than what everybody else in the industry is doing, then I think I'm doing great. You know what I'm saying? And my goal is to make them the happiest employees so I can get all the best ones from everybody else. I don't compete. I take everybody's shit if I want to. There you go. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, it's a good way to work. Working from bottom up, he learned all the steps, you know, going up. Yeah. And he was able to put that up to good use. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, it's, not like, it's not like you're doing anything wrong. I mean, what you're doing is you're treating your employees nicely and you're, you're taking care of all your employees. If for some reason somebody decides to leave Bob's pastry and starts working for Papillon, it's basically you're because all, I think it's only fair. You're only you're always going to have that, and some people are going to leave Papillon to go work for Bob's Pastry. So it's a and it's healthy. It seems like he's saying that doesn't happen. It, no, not my goal is not to have that happen. I want right. to have everybody's best employees to work yeah. for me because, you know, it's it's you know a lot of people look at it as let's cut cost and let's cut expense. I want to pay the most and I want to make the most. I don't want to be worried about let me give you six dollars an hour just like everybody else is doing. Let me give you $6 an hour so I can make the extra $1,000 or $2,000 at the end of the month. I want to pay you what everybody else is getting paid and more mm -hmm. to make sure you stick with me, you take care of me, and that's going to make me make more money. That's what and my goal is. The customer service they give you is because of the paycheck you exactly. get. Of course. You I mean, to this day, I get people coming to us uh, asking for a job and to find out, you know, minimum wage now for a small business, it's $12.50, $12. sometimes $13, depending on the area. Uh, people are being getting paid six bucks an hour cash. Yeah, <laughs> I think they convince them with the cash idea. You're getting cash. Yeah, yeah, so. but people are working, man, and you know what I mean. Like it's one thing, yeah, you make money off of people, but That's you know how you expect these people to live, bro. Yeah, especially in, in, that, in, that, in, how, you, how you, yeah, how, how do you, how do you feel it? about being fair? Like you know what I mean. Like and then what? You, you pretty much using these people because they're they're desperate. Right. I mean, like I've I've been to that position. I've been where we were desperate. I've been to a place where I didn't know English. You know what I mean? And you know, I think growing up in Fresno, not having as many Armenians around as as we have here, that made me feel good of how you know other nationalities treated us. He wasn't, you know, as shitty as Armenians. Like they didn't take advantage. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that taught me to have more respect with employees, and I know how to how do you treat them and. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we can all take advantage of people, but for what? Yeah. And then what? You know what I mean? Like, people want to talk shit, man. They want to they say things about me. Go ahead, man. I mean, I know deep down inside I'm doing the right thing. Uh, I treat people well. I give them respect. They don't want to give, you know, I, I ask for respect. And if I don't get it, you can get the fuck out of my life. Well, look <laughs> at it this way. I mean, the, the, way you're, the way you're doing everything as far as uh, operating the business, it's it's more or less like, an actual you can curse right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah, you want <laughs> you can yeah. just keep saying it fcc is not involved fcc is not involved don't worry about it but i cuss like, i just want to make sure oh, that's <laughs> fine bro <laughs> we encourage you no one's no one's judging unless the haters are judging i don't know i'm sure there's people watching you but it's funny undercover like, we have a lot of undercover oh, i'm sure fake accounts uh, and shit yeah yeah oh. They, they show watch. me love all the time. Uh, <laughs> they don't want to admit they're watching us, but they're watching. See, it's funny <laughs> to me. Why can't you just say it out loud? Because they don't want everybody else to see that they're watching because they're yeah. literally just trying to be like you, but they don't want to admit it. 
because of hate and envy. That's and it's the sad part is that if you come around me, I might actually help you. And I actually do help a lot of people. If you come around and be like, yo, Jack, I want to be like you. How can I do this? I'll fucking sit there and put an hour of my time and sit there and talk to you. And I do that on a daily basis. But a lot of these motherfuckers have egos where it's like, oh, fuck that guy. Well, fucking watch me then, bitch. Sit down and watch me. But they, they, it's, yeah, for, for them, yeah. it's more of like maybe it's a jealousy sort of thing. Well, no, envy. they don't yeah, want to put just... in the work. No, they know the would type you... of work it involves. Hold on. I would you say it's nobody envy? Knows or... what the, well, nobody knows what the amount of work it puts into, into in there, man. They think it's easy. Yeah. I promise you. They, they think, think I'm riding easy. around fucking yeah. just working out all day and just eating food and just driving nice cars. That's how, that's how it happens. By the way, who runs the day-to-day for Papillion? You or your wife? Everything. I mean, it's all us. We're together. Together. But guys, it's me and my wife, and we got a little team that we got these people that we trust. And and again, it's it's a family vibe. So it's yeah. it's not like somebody has this job. And we all take care of it. Whatever needs to be done. There's a structure. There's a structure involved. And there that's, has to there, be when you have that many employees. Well, course. there's there's people that don't understand that. Yeah. I mean, somebody who who runs and operates a business, you have to understand that it all starts with structure, and it starts from the top and goes all the way down. But other people think exactly what you're saying. It's like. Oh, you know, it was all gifted to him and he doesn't do shit. All he does yeah. is eat bone cheeks and uh, eats his wings and, uh, is, <laughs> no. and, and basically dicks around on social media yeah. all day. So when he says That's that he it, has a hundred employees, that does not mean this man actually goes and talks to each individual employee. He no. has a structure where these people do this for him, right? Any good business is supposed to have. I, I, I try to be hands-on as possible and I think it kills me when I'm not. I'm very... Uh, possessive and obsessive about things and i like it to be my way so i like to get involved as much as possible i like to know every one of my employees i want to know what your struggle is i want to know how i can help you i want to know where you've been to I, it all matters to me okay yeah. i treat I everybody you. individually and and i think that's where a lot of the people who know me know me and you know that's where the love comes in and people that don't know me they can judge me in as much as they want and again at the end of the day they don't affect my fucking pocket they don't affect me and they can go fuck themselves as far as I'm concerned. If you, you, if you have high retention with your employees, then that speaks volume because retention is important. Of course I mean, it is. Because if you're constantly hiring new people, you have to retrain them. That's more expensive than just paying somebody two bucks more an of course hour, it right? Is. 100%. You try to save everyone. You try to build everyone. If, you, yeah. if you're in the mindset of, let me find the cheapest employee and if somebody asks me for a raise, you're fired and you're going to get them. No. Yeah. No, you want an extra dollar? I got an extra dollar for you. Just, just be happy. Just smile. Yeah. And take Smile care of more, business. Yeah. There's other bakeries you walk into, bro. It's like it's it's like you're walking into a third. Yeah, <laughs> third world country. It's like it's like you walk God. in. You're like, yeah. It's like it's like it's like hi. It's like you you as as a customer, you walk in with a smile. You go, hey, hey how are you? What do you want? They just want to get rid of you. Literally. So it's like kind well, of. I remember there was this one baker I went to the first time I went to my in-laws' house years ago, and don't I went, mention names. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. You know, he's my <laughs> attorney without a retainer, by the way. So <laughs> that's what happens when you have a free attorney. He's, he's the LA Rams, <laughs> LA Rams coach guy, where he's a spotter. <laughs> so, anyways, anyways, I go there, but there's like a piece of paper on the floor. Uh-huh. And I'm waiting for, I think I was getting ponchik actually. <laughs> so I'm waiting for the girl to prepare the ponchik for me. And the owner walks in, older guy, and he's like, like, and I'm just standing there. I'm looking at the guy like, the fuck are you doing? I'm a customer. I'm standing here. If this is what you're doing in front of me, what do you do when nobody's here? Yeah. I mean, literally, I, I, I asked the guy, I said, I said, Hopal, I said, don't you think you're being a little rude to this employee? The chen le sumeli debilen. 
I'm like, they are wow. because of maybe your lack of training, your lack of strength. What the fuck? No, she lack probably, of, she lack probably works for Jack. Lack of paycheck. It all comes. Look, you want to hurt an employee, you touch, you hurt their pocket. You want an employee to be happier, you fill their pocket. That's yes. just it's simple. But you have to find a healthy balance. Yeah, right? of course. Right? Of I mean, course. you can't if you constantly you just like what do you want? Two bucks more, five bucks more, ten bucks more. Then now they they. They pretty much. Oh, you gotta you gotta set up the whole reward, you know, yeah. how it all works out. I mean, you, you know, everything has to make sense, and you gotta teach them. There's there's steps and there's right. reasons yeah. for things. And yeah, you have your bonuses. And you at have the end your... of the day, it's all about communication. You gotta talk to people. You gotta let them know what the hell you're looking for. And first and foremost, you need to represent your brand yourself. If you represent your brand as like, hey, blah blah blah, then everybody else is gonna represent you mm-hmm. the same way. I tell my employees that you're representing me. I got people from all kinds of all walks of life where they can walk into my place and I want them to be proud that they know me and I want them to be proud that they're in my place and I want to be part of you guys treating them the, right, the way they should be treated. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to hear any kind of negativity. And when I'm there, I don't have a problem stepping behind the register and helping a customer and talking to them and, you know, explaining the whole menu if I have to. I don't care. Of course. Yeah, it's part of, I'm, proud of, I'm proud of my product. I'm proud of my store. I'm proud of how far we have came. We represented Armenians, Armenian food in so many different levels all around the world. We were in, I don't know if you guys were, we were just featured in a New York food museum. Oh, you were? We oh. were the ones representing Armenian food Beautiful. in America. Yeah. Beautiful. We just did a special, which is going to be on PBS, That's of, again, nice. Armenians having an influence in America. That's us. And I'm proud of how, what we're doing for us, for the Armenians, and for that, for our food, you know, growing up, my, you know, we all love Mexican food. We all like Chinese food. We have our own favorites, but nobody ever sat there and talked about, hey, I love, you know, like, you know, when you're talking about some other national, nobody says Armenian food. You know, yeah. I, mean, I want my goal was I want one day to for the Hispanics to love our food the way we love their food. Right. Why couldn't the yeah. Chinese love our food just the way we love their food? Yeah. And that's what we're doing. I'm educating people where there is better, there is bigger, and there's, we're here. And, and, you know, you guys got to come in and you guys are all welcome. And it all started yeah. on Central and Chevy Chase, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I can't even imagine where that is. Central and Chevy Chase. Cent- wow. it's, uh, you want me to give you GPS directions? Oh, what's near there? What's near there? Just the Papuan Vons. Big. The Vons. There's a, oh, there's, the one that's there now. No, that used yeah. to be something else. That was the original one. That was, that was, original. That was Papuan. That was Glen, Glendale French Bakery originally before them. And it was, it was a bakery there before. It was just, it was oh, just okay. there. It was one of those mom and pop hole in the wall type of setups. Yeah. So, Jack. Papillion is is one of the one of the businesses that you're operating right now. And your goal originally was the gym, correct? That's my passion. That's that was, my, it's my love. Well, before Papillion, it yeah. was the gym, right? You're that was my. That's gym. what I knew. That's my love. That's where my heart is. The gym, the whole fitness world. That was my passion. And you know, it was very easy to figure out that it's easier to make people fat than skinny. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you're doing it takes less discipline. Exactly. And you're doing both. And you're doing both both at the same time. So yeah, when we blew up and everybody was coming in. To the bakeries and they were complaining about how much weight they were gaining because nobody cared for ponchiks and all of a sudden you know everybody's talking about nutella ponchik nutella ponchik and it was like the thing to do and all of a sudden who know nobody's ever ate ponchiks now they're eating ponchiks and they're gaining weight obviously you know what i mean that's a lot of calories uh, nobody knows how many calories it is <laughs> next time <they> <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if you have to count then you shouldn't eat so when but, they walk in, you can offer the memberships to you well that's yeah, the thing cool. well that's the thing people were saying that you guys doing all this to us you got to start selling gym memberships. And then, you know, five years later, I own my own gym. So welcome to my gym. <laughs> it becomes a revolving cycle where you eat and you come back and you work out and then you go eat. 
And your gym is the, is the No Limits gym, right? It's the no Limit Training Facility. No Limit Training Facility. And you guys offer everything there as far as training. Uh, what else do you got? You got free weights, free weights, all that stuff. I haven't been there I, I think I have the best gym in the world. And, you, know, you see? A lot of people believe Spoken it. like a true entrepreneur. Well, you have to, of course. You have to think you have the best. Well, well if I'm doing it, it for myself, then it. it has to be the best shit. Yeah. I made it for myself. Armand has a question for you. He says, uh, how do you deal with uh, upset clients, customers that walk They're in? They're always right. Whatever they want them to make you happy, they'll do it. If you want a, dis- if you want a refund, I'll get a refund. If you want another set, I'll give you another set. I'm not going to argue with the customer. Let them have it. Can I ask you another weird question? <laughs> so, How much Nutella do you have to buy, brother? I'm the largest buyer of Nutella in Western United States. So that's a lot. So it wasn't a stupid question at no. the same time. Like, Are you serious? Yeah, I'm the largest buyer of Nutella in wow, Western United look States. look at that. That's huge. Yeah, I got a CEOs from a Ferrero Rocher walking out to my bakery to see what the hell we're doing with all that Nutella. What? Holy shit. Yeah. So they want you to start using their product. No, they created their own bags and stuff like that for us so it could be more convenient for us. So are you using Nutella or using like a, a third, like another generic no, brand? No, no. It's Nutella. We don't do knockoffs. Everybody else does that. That's, That's why the taste difference is right there. <laughs> well, is that, are you referring to Edita's question? Is that what Edita, what Edita said? was asking is, uh, she says, where do you get your Nutella from? Because Nutella in Europe is so much tastier. Is is it any different? I'm it's, not, it's from uh, the company. I mean, from, I have I had one of my companies that, I, that does distribution for us get a specific deal with the, with the CEOs of Nutella. I mean, we have a three-way email that, you know, is directly from Nutella. So, oh, okay. so like, just hypothetically speaking, or just roughly speaking, how many, how many Barrel, jars or barrels, barrels or gallons of Nutella come in per week or per month? We stopped counting after the second location. Are you serious? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, so they just, you guys just keep ordering them yeah. in. They just keep coming. They literally started carrying Nutella for us. So. That is insane. Ophelia, Jack actually covered your question a few minutes ago. She's asking, she's wondering how many calories in the bone chick. Nobody knows. No don't one. ask. Don't <laughs> if you have to ask, then. Don't eat it. Don't <laughs> eat it. <laughs> if you have to ask, I don't know if you should be watching. I have, I have meanies coming. I have meanies coming. Please, I don't know if you guys saw it. Do eat it and then go what is again. that again? I have the minis coming. I have the, the oh, small, no. small bite size. Donut holes type yeah. of deal? It's going to be bite sized bone chicks. That's oh, going to be in a box of 10 that nice. could be eaten between one and 10 people. So, do you, do you guys, do you guys basically uh, deep fry it and then fill it with Nutella, or you guys know? That's a, that's a donut. That's the difference between the difference. a donut and a bone chick. So, a bone chick is basically the custard is already inside? And then you cook it. So, oh. it, 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 it transforms into something else. Oh, I so, see. That's so, the, so that's what the donut does. Donut, they fill it. So Afterwards. that's the thing. A lot of people take a piece of bread and then fill it up with Nutella and think that's like a Nutella pastry. It's not. You know, when you cook the Nutella and it goes into the fryer and it's cooked with it with the donut, it can it becomes something else. Mm. And yeah, we had we had the the CEO actually who came and tried. it said, "This is the best." tasting bakery item i've ever had with the, with the nutella, nutella inside. because it does convert into something else it becomes it something else inside it's amazing yeah. yeah and the secret is let me tell it to the other bakeries who are watching this shit i love it tell them the secret the secret is not the nutella everybody can buy nutella it's the dome so yeah oh and jack doesn't sell the dough separate try to try to try to knock that out maybe you should maybe you should get into the dough distribution no that's I'm a dough dealer. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? I think it was uh, Rico's Pizza or uh, Rico's Pizza or Reno's Pizza. They used to sell the dough separately. No 
Really? I, I don't remember which one it was. They used to sell the dough separately because their dough was really good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there was like all these like other pizza shops popping up left and right, and the dough tasted the same. And these mm. they basically stopped selling the dough separately because what uh, were they doing? People were going in, buying, buying a bunch of them, and then yeah. doing the reverse. Uh, what's it called? Um, chemical re- reversion of the uh, exactly yeah, yeah. so i mean that's what the one thing you got to be careful of obviously <laughs> never sell your shit, shit. i don't give well, a shit i it, think i think it's not that simple as much as i can give you the actual recipe and you still cannot still get off gonna make the same thing because the way we do it the temperature that we cook the way we touch it the way we cut it everything has to do with it and you know the fact of the matter is that before i went into this bakery it was just like any other bakery armenians would make all morning, and then uh, they'll sell all day. Just like you walk into any store, they have a tray of ponchik or puperashki sitting next to the table, and you can say, "I want two, and they'll just pick two and give it to you." Yeah, it costs me more money by having employees all day and make it fresh all day. But that's yeah, another thing. I've where, noticed anytime I've yeah. basically picked up anything, it's always been you have to wait fifteen minutes. Well, that's the thing. I think another another uh, Armenian problem. Uh, listen, I, I love Armenians. I am Armenian. I'm full Armenian. I was born there. I'm proud to be Armenian. Uh, I don't believe that everything that we say and believe is correct, like everybody else does. Stefan Paltamian <laughs> would love you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Stefan, you, know, so, you would make good friends, man. That's the thing. Like I think uh, with within Armenian business and Armenian mindset, it's all about let's cut costs, let's minimize, let's see how we can save an extra thousand dollars. And my mindset, you know, being into the American <clears throat> communities, how much more can we make? Let's spend more and let's make 10 times more money. Let's spend an extra 10 grand and make another 50. You're thinking thinking like a smart businessman. That's what it is. For example, in my line of business, it's you you dump more money into, I'm in the line of real estate. You dump more money into your marketing, your, your, your everything, basically. You'll get something back in return. Whereas there's a, obviously there's other agents everything out there. Everything is connected, man. Everything yeah, they don't want to spend. They sense. they make a commission. It's like okay, you know what? I gotta I gotta hold on to this and not spend a dime of it yeah. because I might go poor. But it's you like, don't know when the next one is coming. Well, you don't know when the next one is coming. Besides that, they don't realize it's like okay, you gotta pay taxes on this. Spend money so you could basically number one, it's a write off as well. So I mean, speaking of marketing, Telman has a question. He says, uh, "Do you place your billboards strategically?" Or? Very. <laughs> so it's not just random. It's fine. I'm sure he's talking about the the one over the other bakery. Yes. I think that's the one he's talking about. Yeah. Is that where is that? What city is that in? That's in North Hollywood. North Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. You had a very you had a different billboard too with the whole <laughs> white powder and stuff, right? And yeah. they, somebody tagged on it or something something like that. No, they they shot some uh, paintballs. Paintballs. On yeah, it. I remember you posted something yeah. where you were like, oh. "Look at what the haters do." Can you tell us that story? What happened exactly? You had a billboard up. Well, there was a reason why that billboard was there. Uh, apparently, that bakery went around before I opened the North Hollywood store. They tried to knock us off by sending a spy into our bakery, tried to steal the recipe, and they would go tell people that would walk in there that they were affiliated with us. Or uh, they had your secret. No, no, no. They, they were affiliated with us, so they were trying to com- say that they were a sister company. When people walked in, that, you know, yeah, this is Papillion. Like, you get this. When I found out, like, I, I blew up and, uh, you know, with with time, you know, when the opportunity came, I had to let everybody know. So, so hold on. Basically, they were a different baker and they were saying, oh, we're a sister yeah, company. Exactly. Yeah. Holy shit. I well, mean, that's the thing. It, it wasn't that. Like, I don't care. So a lot of people. Showdown well, a lot of, lot of people, a lot of people knocked us off and I had no problem with it. Uh, you know, initially I realized, you know, I can fight them all or I can just elevate on everybody else and focus on our success. And that's what we did. And. That's why it worked out. Um, 
So with, with that one specifically was the fact that there were older people. We were young. We were just trying to figure life out. And it was me and my wife. I've never been into the bakery business. She hadn't either. We were trying to figure shit out. And uh, they were older and they were trying to knock us down pretty much. It was, it was very like with, weird how they like send the spy and they try Malicious. to steal. Yeah, it was like, Silly, man. it was just like, you're a grown ass man. You should be happy that I'm doing something good, man. What the fuck is At wrong with you? Day, they, all, they all made I, money off of your idea. They all did. of them. They Every did. one of them, they made a living off of it. Like, and that's fine because I don't see that as they're taking my money. I don't see that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm happy that they're doing it. That just gave me more opportunity, uh, more fire, I guess, to, to, to focus on bigger things and that's coming true. out with something else and doing something different and, Whatever they're doing, elevating on that. Especially Armenians, man. It's like it's another it's another Armenian. You were a kid at the time. It's like another Armenian mm. kid is trying to make it in this well, business. Exactly. Twenty five, twenty six. Is that around thirty? Around thirty. Around twenty nine, thirty. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like yeah, the guy is trying to make a living. He's trying to feed his family, and you're basically taking food off the table. Yeah. Look, it happens in every line of work. That's I mean, fine, man. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I think <laughs> I think all those things kind of shaped everything. Where you know, it made me stronger. It made me go harder, and it made me not look back and worry about everybody else. So we just did our thing and it didn't matter what everybody else was doing around us because we were going to do whatever the hell we were going to do. Absolutely. So yeah, our customers come for us. We, I, I opened the fifth location right next to paradise. And well, how, you know, well, people, how one of the people happen? said, Hey, um, you want it's a bakery. And so that, that's a different bakery. We're a different bakery. Their prices are cheaper than ours. Everybody's more than welcome to go there. I'm not trying to compete with them. If I was competing with them, I would be cheaper than them, and I would market my stuff where I can steal their customers. But if I'm going next to them as a dumbass, marking my shit up more than them, I'm literally screwing myself over, or I know what I'm doing because I'm doing the right business, and I'm worried about my own customers that are going to come because they respect how they, how they do business for, you know, with them. Did you, know, you have so, any so, issues with that process wait, or no? Everything is smooth. So nothing? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, not, that's, just, that's, that's the answer I wasn't looking for. How the hell? Well, everything you... is beautiful, That's... man. Again, I think I think they realize that they realize that they're gonna get their customers, and we're gonna get our customers. So yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, everything's it's, beautiful. It's, it's, but it's a different type of bakeries, isn't it? Well, they do have karashkis and ponchiks, and they and so ever since we moved in there, they marked it down to like twenty percent of our price, <laughs> and they still can't sell it. So I mean, I don't know. That says something. The funny thing is, How a, the a lot of did you get that lease? Well, Just tell us that I mean, look, you got to look at it this way. Bur burgers have been around forever, and then In and Out came along, yes. and they kind of blew the competition because yeah. they make one thing, they make it the best, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think necessarily Ponchiks or anything has. Ponchiks were around for. Yeah, they were around way before. Way before yeah. So do you years. See but, but what he did, I think, was he kind of evolutionized or made it into something interesting and modernized sexy. it, yeah, modernized modernized it, made, it made it cool that's you, what it was do you there, see a drive-through population like an in and out nationwide we thought about we thought about it it's just we kind of spoiled our customers where then now they're used to getting hot hot or yeah. even if if it's a drive-through you have to wait 15 minutes to get your stuff then it might cause issues okay so that was okay. the only issue with the drive-through because okay. either that or we have to start making pre-making it which is going to take away from the hot quality. Hot. The yeah. quality is going to go. Yeah, so I'd rather keep it hot. You know what's funny? Let him wait. There's a lot of people, basically, they were saying, like, oh, uh, he partnered up with pa uh, Paradise, and that's why they're together side by side. I'm like, it has nothing to do with each other. It's like, <laughs> it's, I think it, Paradise, that it's, it's two different yeah, it's, landlords, even. Yeah, is it, it is. Is it different landlords? Yeah, that's why he's yeah, there. That's, okay, why I, he's that's there. why I was like, the only thing Listen, I wanted guys, to figure out. Let me just clarify this thing. It wasn't, it wasn't us, like, oh, it's Paradise. Let me go next to it. My real estate agent called and said, we have this sixth spot. It's been open for so long, I can get you a good deal. 
<clears throat> and I looked at it. I said, I never for one second thought anything negative of like, let me go, let me go fuck paradise. No, that was never my thought process. I'm like, okay, we have customers in that area. We don't have one in Burbank. We don't have one in north of the mountains. So let's put a good location for our customers to fucking have it convenient. So if, if they were buying it once a week, now they'll buy it twice. Yeah, now you got to go northwest Glendale instead of uh, south Glendale. Yeah. How about something like a Krispy Kreme where the, people can actually see the process? Because you know that's in now, the process of you guys actually baking it from A to Z. Uh, is that something that you've got? I mean, that's possible. It's just Armenians are not very comfortable being in, in front of <laughs> in cameras. <public>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, like School I said, like I, I, I love and respect my employees. You know, they, they, you know, a lot of people, you got to realize, I don't know how many of you guys have been, uh, you know, immigrants coming into this and what you guys, dealt, all with, all what all you guys dealt with. But, you know, it's not, it's not easy coming from the bottom and trying to, you know, make it. And, I, you know, a lot of people that are working for us used to be big professors and big, you know, have big jobs back home where they were doing things. They're educated just, just because, you know, now they have, to, they have to do this doesn't make them any less. And, you know, they kind of do it. Because they have to, you know what I mean, and and, and we gotta yeah. we gotta you know understand that and respect that. It's like it's cool, you know what I mean. We all yeah. went through it. Yeah. So Jack, I want to dip into something else now. You besides the whole papillon and obviously the gym, you are, you also started uh, healthy meals or well, what? Wealth, is it? It's called wealthy meals. Wealthy it's a meal meals. Prep company. Yeah. yeah. And you also have OG wings. OG wings. So I mean, hear about the OG wings. I mean, the healthy thing is not. That no, no, no. Because here's the thing: you you're dipping into all aspects as far as like the food. You have the bakery. Which is basically fattening. You have the wings, which is fattening. Wings are actually have... we have a twist to it. So wings is in between because we went and okay. took the unhealthy version of junk food and kind of made it into healthy. Where the wings are organic, we have wagyu burgers, we have vegan options. So it's more geared towards people who are trying to have the healthier lifestyle but still like enjoy eating out and eating dirty. So okay. the, 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 it's a nice it's twist nice. to it. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. twist to it where it's like the whole organic vegan crowd. Where is it? Can we get some locations, locations out? Yeah. Where are you guys located? I have Colorado. one in Glendale on Colorado and one in Hollywood on Hollywood and Ivor, right in the corner. Okay. Glendale, Colorado. Where, where, where? Right by the Starbucks. Drive to Starbucks. Oh, okay. by the two. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know where it's at. I know where it's at. Okay. By the way, there's a comment. I, I think we should address this comment. I don't like the comment, but we'll address it. Uh, and I could I could piggyback on your uh, response to it. it. Says you speak so highly of yourself. If you're so content with how well you're doing, why bad mouth other bakeries? I'm not bad mouthing, and I'm just putting them. I'm just talking yeah. the real. Yeah. I'm not. I don't care about any bakery. I'm not trying to compete with any one of them. I. But if you're gonna sit there and try to affiliate or lie to all your customers to to use my name to to get somewhere, that's not okay with me. So I'm not gonna sit there and allow it. Yeah. But I don't have no problem with any bakery. I and to I, this day, I mean, I can I can literally do everything that any other bakery does. I have the customer base to sell anything and everything, including bread, including lavash, including cakes. I can do it too. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not trying to fight with everybody. I'm not trying to take everybody's business. Uh, we're good at what we do, and that's we're sticking it. to that. Yeah, don't change something that's not yeah. broken. Don't fix it no, if and, it's not broken. And look, I, I, I'll tell you why I appreciate and respect the fact that you do bring out the fact that others pay six bucks an hour. Because to me, every time I hear that, because I see a lot of you know, uh, tourists or whoever new generation Armenians coming in here where they do end up having to work for some of these bakeries. And I asked them, well, how's the pay? Eh, you know, we're getting like six dollars an hour. And that's fucked up. I mean, just just because the guy, the, 
the, the person is desperate doesn't mean you have to take advantage of them. So you actually pointing that out to me, it's not shit talking. Is that That's, still happening though? Of course, yeah, of course it, it is. It's bro. happening right now. It's happening right as now. we speak. Oh, I, on, I know I know several people that work at See, bakeries. I remember I'd they like, don't get paid shit. 10, 15 years ago, I remember there was talks of like cheap labor at the bakeries, but I didn't think it would still exist today. And, and Are bro, you kidding some, me, bro? And yeah. some of these bakeries, it's like almost around the clock. You got to go out, you know, from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. to 8 a.m., right? Making the dough, the cakes, whatever. It's not yeah. like a That's, regular Monday through Friday shift. So it's a torture, shitty shift and you're getting six bucks an hour. To me, that's. It has to so be you, pointed not, not out. To mention, not that. to mention management abuse. Yeah, it has to be pointed out because that's, that, that is, that's labor law violation, first of all, which I'm sure none of these guys give a fuck about. But How about you, minimum wage? Well, that's exactly. the thing. Like, I think just the fact that you, know, if, you, know, you see people illegal, you automatically feel that you're you know, empowered by you know, being able to take advantage of them, yes. knowing the rules and the regulations. If they're illegal, they don't really have too many laws to, you know, in, the, in their favor. They yeah. shouldn't be here, period. So these people are desperate and they have no knowledge about their rights or yes. law or what the reality of things is. So they believe everything that everybody tells them and, you know, twitch their own. I mean, if, yeah. they, if, they, if you can sleep at night treating people a certain way, like I said, I, I may be a lot of things, but uh, I know deep down, like I do the right thing. I treat people the right way. I don't fuck anyone. I don't steal shit from anyone. I don't knock anybody off. I'm doing my thing, and anybody else wants to knock me off, please do so because it's gonna make me elevate on your ass more. So fuck everybody else who has anything negative to say. Yeah, with that will, <laughs> with the whole billboard, you know what it was that I see? It's just you're pulling out the guns. Let's see who's gonna do what. That's the way I yeah, look it's, at it's it. Basically, who's your? This is America, man. This is called. Yeah. This is called marketing. This is called marketing. I I buy TV ads. I have TV commercials. I pay. For everything, because that's what the world, you know, that's that's how, that's how it works. You know what I mean? People don't realize you got to spend money to make money. And if you want to be in the American, in the American community, if you want to have American customers, you got to start acting like you're American, not Armenian. This isn't back home. Yeah, yeah. There's there's this America, and people love us. People love us. Other nationalities love us. Yeah, definitely. They love our food. They love our has. They they love our hustle. They, culture too. Yeah, they love our culture because we can relate to a lot of the Hispanics, yeah. you know, with the family values and all of that stuff. They love us, but we shut them down. We shut them out. We are the ones that are fucking ourselves over by not allowing others to come in. Yeah, we don't welcome other nationalities because we feel some kind of way about them, or we're insecure, or we can't speak English. And it's okay if you don't speak English. Just hire somebody that can. Yeah, exactly. Well That's said, perfect. man. I love it. I love it. No, I love it. you. You have to. You, I, I love the spirit you have, man. You're always, you don't care about the negative. You're always, the more successful you become, the more. 100%, man. More... And this is why, this is, Jack, this is another reason why we kind of wanted you on the show is because obviously there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, people that don't really know who you are and the type of person that you are. It's like, it's kind of like an eye opener. It's like, yeah. guys, open your eyes. It's like the guy, uh, he's a, I get, I get it. He's on social media and you guys are watching what he's doing and you're hating on it. But it's like, you know what? You worked your ass off to get where you are. Brother, we, we, we could be dead tomorrow. I'm living my life. If I'm making my money and I'm, I'm working my ass off making money, if I'm not going to enjoy it now, if I die tomorrow, what the fuck I have? What did I do for it? Nothing. I no. did it for my kids. I still do it for my kids. I have shit set up where they're going to be fine for the rest of their lives. There you go. I'm not worried about my kids. You know? But in the meantime, I'm here. I got to enjoy life and I got to make the most of it. My purpose is not to yeah. work and go to sleep and worry about what the fuck my competition is talking about. I'm here to live life. And I'm, if I can have 
some kind of positive influence on other people to show them that there is a fucking better way. And just because you've been in a bad place, just because you started from the bottom, because you came from Armenia, that doesn't mean you're limited to what the fuck you can get in life. You can get everything. You can be part of the American community. You can make money. You can fucking live like everybody else is doing that you look up to. Is that where you came up with the no limit name? No limit training? Well, no limit is a lifestyle. It's about, it's about there's no limit what you can accomplish. Yeah. The only limit you have is what you put, your, put on yourself because every, nobody looks at you that you can't do anything. Is you're the only person that, that sees that exactly. and feels that way. Yeah. I agree. So it's a lifestyle. It's about how far you want to go. There's people you talk to. They said, you know, if I, if I open this business, can I make five, 10 grand a month? Why not fucking 50 grand? Why not 100 grand? Why the fuck is your business have to be worth five grand? Yeah, why limit yourself? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, like, so, it's like reach, reach for the stars. If you land on the moon, you still did something, dude. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. I think that comes a lot from, uh, you know, uh, not having education and being around people who are fucking losers who sit there and talk shit about others and talk about, hey, look at what he's driving. There's no way he has that business is driving that car. He must be doing some other shit. Let me figure out. Let me talk shit. Let me figure out what he's up to. Why can't it be like, hey, he has a legitimate business. He fucking works for it. He makes money. It's fucking possible to make money by working. Yeah, it's very simple. <laughs> huh? I don't know why. Uh, they didn't start up at McDonald's and Taco Bell. That's exactly because they feel entitled. They feel like yes. they need. They deserve more. I got people yes. that came and worked for me that they didn't feel like they should clean the bathroom because they never cleaned it at their house. Well, I don't give a fuck. You want to make it? You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, Jack. Let me ask you this: You you have three kids, right? You got a you got two boys and a girl, right? Yes. Okay. With raise we've we with the guys we've talked about raising kids and. Unconditional. Uh, <laughs> unconditional love and everything. Well, we're not going to talk Come about. On, I know, I know. Let me let me let me ask you a question. As a business owner and as somebody who's making, you know, with the success you've created, how are you raising your kids? Are you raising your kids as far as spoiling your kids, or is it more of like you're teaching your kids that you know what, this is where dad started and this is this is where I got to. I mean, what's going on with that? You tell. I want to know the four hundred one on that. Man, first and foremost, I'm just blessed to have kids. Uh, um, um, we're gifted with some beautiful angels and, and they're the reasons why I became what I became. Uh, and if it wasn't for them, I don't think I'd be so far ahead because they gave me motivation to look for a future, to worry about a bigger future and to worry about how I handle myself outside of work or on the streets to make sure that I'm there for them. And, you know, I, you know, they get what they need to get from a, from a family, from a dad, from a mom and all of that. So with that being said, I, with my parents, we had everything back home, but then we came here, we had nothing. So I've seen both sides and I want my kids to have everything that they fucking want. I want them to, to, to not ever look at anything and feel that they can't have it. But at the same time, they're the most humble kids where they can still say thank you for, for the napkin. You know what I mean? We teach them to say thank you and to be grateful, but I don't limit them from, from wanting or getting anything that they want in life. And if I see where it comes to a point where it might be backfiring, then, you know, we'll, we'll address it then. But in the meantime, if I can make them happy and if they're smiling because of me, because they just got this car, because they just got this toy and they're in a good place, they're happy, they're eating their best food they can eat, that makes me happy. That's what I fucking work for. What am I, what am I working for then? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we had a discussion with a bunch of people on it. But let me ask you this. Would there ever be – there, is there a certain age where your kids would get to where you kind of say, okay, you know what? Uh, one of your sons, your oldest son's name Nico. is Nico. All right, Nico, this is what we're going to be doing as far as you earning. Well, he gets it. My, my, my wife, she, he got him on a, 
allowance. allowance. He gets an there allowance. And he, awesome. If, he, does, if yeah. he completes his tasks, he gets this much. And if he doesn't do these things, then he gets knocked off. And he has to use his money now to buy toys and stuff. So, so he's working for his uh, that's five years old. See, that's great. I do that. I love that. Yeah, he, he's he five years old. He's already doing he, that. He uses it to buy or to not buy toys? To buy, to no, buy whatever toys. he wants to, to buy, buy, he has to, he has to with, yeah, with his own money. See, that's great. I mean, there's there's parents out there, and we talked about this, where they'll basically they just gift their kids everything. But you're doing, see, I really, really do. Well, this kid wants to become a boss. He he wants he wants the gym. He wants the biggie. So I'm, I'm teaching him. I'm Watch teaching out, him man. the whole game. I want him to take over as soon as possible. So you're you're actually disciplining him and you're teaching him a way where not everything is handed to you. You could you have to earn yeah, it the, as well. This kid is this kid is so smart. He, I made a decision and I and I acted on something that I shouldn't have acted that way. And he turns around and tells me, Dad, this isn't how bosses act. But he tells me wow. that. Are you serious? Yeah. He puts you in his yeah. face. Huh? Wow. Yeah. So he knows what a boss is and how he should be. So he's coming with that mentality. He's going to go to school. He's going to get his education. If he wants to do business, he's going to take one of the businesses. But uh, the school is the school is going to be number one. He's going to go to school. And then if he decides to stick around after that, then he's more than welcome to. Beautiful. What is he, what is he like doing as far as just... Every day is something oh, different. <laughs> there you go. How, how old is he? He's five. Oh man, yeah, his, five. his mind is in like a million he's, places. He wants bro. to be a firefighter in the morning, police at night, and the boss in, in at lunchtime. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, and I respect that because I work with a uh, I work with Medline. Medline is a five billion dollar privately held company, and the son of the proprietor who started the company is now running the show. But the son started from the bottom up. The father didn't put him at CEO level. For, I think, about 12 or 15 years, he had to work his way up, went to school, started from actually door knocking, sales, account executive, manager, so on and so forth. And now the guy's running a $5 billion company. Now, yeah. It was the same with the In-N-Out company. The, the, yeah. da- the daughter worked as a French fry cutter, and now she's basically running a multi-billion dollar or multi-million dollar uh, hamburger franchise. I don't think you can ever demand respect or for them to ever appreciate anything if they haven't started from the ground up doesn't matter how successful you are even even in my opinion for example in the line of work i'm in i've done almost everything that i can do that doesn't require an actual clinician's license so when i talk to my employees they respect what i have to say because i've done what they're talking about yeah you can't just sit there and say and if you were to bring one of your kids and say okay here's the new ceo They'll tell you, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to listen to your kid. Whereas if your kid actually worked through the trenches, right, and grew up within the organization. Side by side. Yeah. Yeah. Then they will respect him once you step aside. Absolutely. I think that's definitely the right way to do rather than just giving them whatever they want. 100%. 100%. At the same time, there there is the style that I think Jack might be headed towards with your son and i do respect that aspect too. yeah i mean it, he like he said he's doing everything for the kids it's like all, all of us have kids here and my daughter my daughter's a year and five months like i take one look at her i go everything that i'm doing yeah. i'm doing it for her but obviously when it gets to a certain age it's going to be like all right now we're doing it a certain way not that i won't do anything for well, her. i think it's case by case you can't sit there and have this cookie cutter mentality of like this is how it's gonna be no of course I mean, not you gotta learn to know your kids. You gotta know where their head is. Absolutely. You gotta, yeah. You gotta figure out where their love is and how you get to their heart. And you know, until you don't figure it out, you can't. You can't know how to deal with it. So Absolutely. not everybody's each, gonna. Each one of your way. kids is a completely yeah. different person. And even you have twins, and you're yeah. gonna tell us. Of course. They're how hard was it for twins, bro? Oh yeah. How hard was it? We just we just went through the hard stage, so it's it's getting a lot better. How so, old are they? A uh, little over two. 
Oh, the terrible oh, yeah. twos. Yeah, man, that's a I'll take the terrible twos over, over year and under any time and those crying. <laughs> How did you yeah. do the, the white diapers at the same time? Seriously, That's wifey, bro. That's all her. So. <laughs> that's, 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 that's her. That's her. That's did her you, did you have thing. anything to do? As far as when the kids were growing up, did you uh, contribute to anything, diaper changing, any of that stuff? Or you're just like... I, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind at all. Like, with Nico, I was more hands-on. First kid? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was like a whole new experience with the twins. Uh, I'm not as around much. Uh, I'm just at this moment now realizing that, you know, how far they've came and they're becoming, you know, we're at, at an age where we can spend more time with them and actually they understand and enjoy it as much as we do. Yeah. That's why I'm like more focused on like narrowing down and cutting off as much responsibility as possible so I can spend more time with the family. That's Beautiful. the ultimate That's goal. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Delegating more to yeah. other. Yeah. Of Absolutely. Course. Uh, any questions we have for Jack from no we've got a lot of thumbs up I think what's and some of some people were agreeing with the fact that the six dollar an hour um, Bart made a comment about how they'll even, <laughs> they'll even if you've worked 50 hours they'll pay you 12 50 an hour on check for only 20 hours that equates to 40 hours at six dollars an hour so, wow. yeah. and wow, she knows man. some people who get paid like that so um, why doesn't she help those people get out of there and get a better job? I don't get it. Well, it's not that easy. It's not that easy, man. Yeah. It's not that easy. Yeah. That's the thing. Like when, when you're sitting up top and, you know, you're looking down on people and they don't see everything you see. They don't know what's out there. And so, like I said, that's why, you know, the people, people that are on the, on the, on the, on the ground level, that's the, that's why, you, you know, you got to share your love the most. And they got to know that you care for them and, you know, they have a place and they have value in life and, because you know, in, in reality, the place they're in, they're not they're not really much, and mm -hmm. they can be easily overlooked. So, yeah. you know, you you take care of those people. They all, you know, they they become they become faithful, and you know, it ends up, you know, you get you get your money's worth in in many ways. Yeah. Jack, let's talk about let's, one of the last things we want to talk about. Let's talk about wealth, the whole wealthy meals. Uh, where did the idea come from? Is it something where you started at at No Limit, uh, the uh, fitness center, or is it something where you just Kind of said, you know what, let me just open up something else. No, this is the thing. And uh, I don't know, uh, everything that pretty much I have in my life and everything that I'm doing as far as business and that's making money is pretty much revolving around what I do on a daily basis with my lifestyle was I've tried every meal prep around us for the past five years. And just like the gym, going to every gym in L.A. and figuring out what I like and I don't like about them, it came to a point where like I, I couldn't keep on switching meal preps. I said, why don't I just do my own? That's where the idea came for. It's like, if I can't find what I'm looking for, I'll create my own. And that's where the, the, the business mindset comes from at this point. It's like, if I have this problem, there's other people in the world, in all around us, yeah. that have the same problem. And not everybody needs to agree with you. Not everybody has to be on the same page. Not everybody has to think that it's a great idea. There's people who think just like you and who would appreciate it just like as much as you do. And you don't need everybody to make money. You just need that crowd. Mm -hmm. So find your niche and figure out, you know, how to do the best business you can do in in every aspect. I wanted to have meals that tasted good, that was healthy, that you can eat on a daily basis. You know, I'm not a gym freak. I love the gym. I love the lifestyle. I never competed, but there's people who eat and live this. But I said, why can't we take this into a, on a daily basis where every business person, every entrepreneur, every student, everybody in your kids can sit home and eat healthy. They don't have to eat McDonald's. They don't have to eat something unhealthy. You don't have to order out every day. And if you do, there's an healthy option. And the calories are on there. You know exactly what you're eating, what you're getting. Everything yeah. is on there. So it's simplifying life and making it 
more enjoyable. You know what it is? It's, it's, I, I would consider it a mindset as well. There's people that say, you know what? Instead of going and paying $15 for a, a, a meal that's actually home prepped, mm-hmm. cooked properly, and there's no added bullshit to it, I can go pay a dollar and get a double cheeseburger. Right. And it's like, you don't no, even know what the, yeah, you don't even know what the hell is that. That's why it's that? called fast food. It's fast. That's all it is. It's fast. And your mm-hmm. meals are cooked fresh daily? It's daily meals. It's yeah. daily meals. You can get at home. You can pick it up from the gym. You can pick it up from the thing. The gym was was a boost, obviously. You know, people at the gym definitely contribute to to the daily sales. But at this point, you know, educating people is the key. And we're, we're getting more and more Armenian businessmen who come in on a regular basis and actually yeah. get stuff to their house. And their whole family is eating it now. And everybody's enjoying it together. Beautiful. I could vouch for wealthy meals because I've I've tried about 10 or 12 different meal companies over the last three years. And that's exactly what I was looking for. I wanted something that actually tasted like food. It was well-seasoned, not that cardboard bullshit that tastes like you're eating drywall. And I don't even know how I came across. I think I was maybe shopping at the meat store next to Wealthy yeah. Meals. We're, still, we're just getting started. It's yeah. been seven months. Where is that? Alameda Glen Alameda and Glen It's in the Big Mama's yeah. and Papa's they, shopping center. It's actually... I got to swing by and try it It's out, actually man. flavored, amazing flavor. And I'm not... I'm not I, I've told you guys this before, not because Jack's here. Flavor is unbelievable. And the beautiful thing is most of them are all under 500 calories. High protein. Everything is under 500. Yeah. Yeah, about three to 500 calories. Yeah. So you can eat five meals a day and still be yeah. under 2,000 calories. Wow. And get all the, all the protein and the carbs and everything else. So again, it's, it's just a lifestyle. You know what I mean? And actually, if you eat out, you're going to probably spend more than that and eat worse. Probably. And you, yeah, you're not even putting real food it. in your system. Yeah. Even McDonald's. You walk into McDonald's, get out, you're 12 bucks in the whole minimum. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's garbage, bro. It's not even that's, food. Come on, bro. That, yeah, but that's, that's, that's your food minimum. Was but if these people are spending 12, they should just spend 15 and have the proper yeah. food instead. But they don't see it that way because it's fast. You go in the drive-thru, you pick up a couple of crap, you get a small toy for your kids, and, you know, everybody's happy. And everybody gets diabetic. Everybody gets time. poisoned, yeah. Thank by the you. way, Viola is saying, Cal- Viola, I guess she's a cousin of your wife. Ella? That's my cousin, too. Oh, yeah. It's They're all families. Yeah, yeah. Connected to the whole world for yeah, some reason. Yeah. Next thing you know, Jack and I are going to be second cousins. And Isabel well, is, uh, she's saying, can't wait to move out there so I can start trying some of the wealthy meals. And Isabel has a question. She says, do you have a low-carb menu on the wealthy we meals? Can, we can take and replace the carbs. We, can, we, have a, we have a keto diet. We have a vegan diet. We, have, uh, we can adjust the carbs or the, or the vegetables to make substitute. up for the difference. Yeah. Nice. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. Very well. Night back. Uh, one more. Okay, la- one last thing, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> when are you going to stop with the artwork? Never, man. It's, a, what, it's what, everywhere, what, huh? What is it, by the way? Is there like a certain meaning experiences it's, you go through, or is it? It's life, man. It's it was, you know. That's that's another thing I want to actually just talk about real quick. Uh, sure. Having tattoos initially, uh, I being in the corporate world, I couldn't have tattoos, and they, we was there. I had to be hidden, and it had to be a certain way, and blah blah blah, and blah 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 which holds you back in a lot of ways and you would get pulled over for no reason. And then you start educating yourself and you realize that it's how you want to portray it. You know what I mean? You don't have to be gangster. You don't have to be badass. You, to, you can have tattoos and just be art. I can stand in front of a judge and, judge and res- get respect just like I would with any cup or anybody else. Like I, you know, it's how you want it to be. I want people to see it. I'm not trying to pretend to be some badass. It's me. I have flowers on my hands. I have fish. I have everything that has a lot of meaning behind everything. And it all came with time. Mm. Uh, and it was never there to, to portray any type of this stereotype that people are trying to be with. And, and also using that at the same time to 
to, to make an excuse and say, because of this, I can't do this. Because of that. No, that's all in your head. In reality, nobody gives a shit. If you're a good person, you show that you're good and you mean good and you mean well, people are going to respect you. Fuck all these excuses about, oh, I was, I'm, I was in the system. I, you know, I was in the system. They want to talk about, oh, I'm, I have tattoos. I look a certain way. I have a beard. I'm Armenian. No, fuck that. I'm, a, I'm more Armenian. I look more Armenian. I look more than anything else in any aspect that you can, anybody else can relate to. And that, that, that doesn't stop me. Absolutely. I get respect from the biggest CEOs to the people on the streets. I don't give a shit. You can't fucking disrespect it's, me. It's the latest victimhood that everybody, you know, PC culture is trying to, you know, instill on all the kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody's a victim. Well, yeah. It's just like, well, you want, you, you, want, you want excuses? I can give you many. I mean, you either can take that and say, yeah, you know, fuck that. Okay. I fucked up. I got this tattoo. I went to jail, so I can't fucking get a decent job. Or you can say... And then look at Jack oh, Tarosian. Look at Jack Tarosian. <laughs> <laughs> He's covered from head to toe, and the guy is basically... Yeah. Here's, so I've got, here's an excuse. I'm an Armenian, so the cops pulled me over. Yeah. My buddy no. Alan is on there, and he's asking you, have you considered franchising your gym? Everything is a possibility. And he, and his questions um, are never for no reason. He's I, everything is a possibility. I definitely want to have another gym in Miami for myself. And the franchise idea, uh, we were in the process of franchising the bakeries last year before OG Wings came into the picture, kind of postponed the process. But uh, the bakeries and the gym, it's a possibility to go franchise soon. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice. There you go. And Alex was actually asking, mentioning OG Wings. He was asking about uh, Pasadena. Are you going to open another one up in Pasadena? Or no, man. I, I got into a situation with the, with the previous ownership where it was an Armenian situation where <laughs> somebody owned one piece, another person owned uh, another piece, and everybody owed each other money. And somebody some, somehow I had to be the one that saved everybody's ass. And I said, fuck you guys. So you, you, <laughs> so walked, you walked I away. I walked away from it. I don't want headaches, man. Are Let you me... serious? You, yeah. didn't want to t- you didn't want to just continue operating the business and just tell them, you know what, go. No, because they owned the licenses. Somebody owned the liquor license. They were operating without a liquor license for a fucking year. My luck, I walk in there and fucking they come and bust, bust the door down. Where's your liquor license? And I get busted for the past year that they were selling alcohol for. So I decided to remove myself because of liability. So you walked, you put all that money in? No, oh. it was not. I mean, I, I, I was okay. Okay. <laughs> That's something we'll yeah. At this point, at this point, it's not about, it's not, you know, there's only so much money you can make and there's only so much your life can change. And it comes down to a point where it's like, where, where do you find a happy median where you can enjoy life, have enough time to enjoy it and have everything that you want and do everything you want to do as far as, you know, maybe even spending time teaching or, you know, going on a vacation. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I am. And that's why I want to kind of focus on, you know, being able to have more family time. That's all. So how do you make time for vacation? We don't. There's <laughs> always time. We just had one day off. We went to San Diego this I weekend. can't believe you're still doing that shit, man. I saw him on Instagram with that uh, party. party. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. But do you realize how easy it is to get caught up in that shit? It was great. I mean, I hadn't been in a club for almost two years, probably, or more. I haven't been out there. I don't give a shit about that lifestyle. But, you know, we wanted to get away. We wanted to do something different that we, we, we were going to go to fucking L.A. to have dinner. I said, let's just drive to San Diego. Let's go party up. I know some people... Let's just do something different out of the norm, you know what yeah. I mean? So that's what it was. And I think that's what I want is the freedom to be able to just get up and go whenever you need to. Beautiful. Well, and Jack- and uh, sorry, one more request. Uh, Marlo, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, your buddy wants to know any plans of opening a papillion in Bend, Oregon? 
when the franchise comes, you can have one of your own. So there you go. You got that. that was I, got, I got enough in my place. From now on, anybody <laughs> wants to do it, you got to do it yourself. You uh, I'll give you the opportunity for it. I'm not trying to be greedy. Well, Jack, I want to thank you again for swinging by, man. It was a pleasure sitting down with you, talking with you. Uh, letting all the haters know what's going, <laughs> what's actually going I, on. I, you know, I think we clarified a lot. Oh, we did, yeah, man. I, I, we I did. have nothing to hide, man. I don't give a fuck about anybody. Well, let me ask you this: I, in all the, with all the interviews and podcasts you've done, was it? Did anybody basically have you ever opened up like you the way you did today? Every time is something different, you know what I mean? Like every time, like makes you think of something else and opens the door for another question. And I think there's a lot more to come. Eventually, there'll be one bigger project that will kind of showcase everything that I've been through, which maybe will shine a lot more light to why I am, you know, the way I am and why I do the things the way I do. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with anyone. It's just my own personal reasons and my experiences in life that put me in this position. So, Well, Jack, you're doing a great job at what you're doing. Continue making those delicious pone cheeks. Yes. And then we're going to come by and have the, the Ferrero Rocha ones. That? <laughs> yeah, thanks, I love it. I coming soon. You All right, man. Thank you so much thank again. You. Thank you and uh, we'll you definitely have you back, bud. Thanks, man. Thank you, brother.